I want to talk about uh, this subject tonight, heart attack. Everybody say heart attack. Now, picture with me, maybe this was your day today, but picture with, picture with me, it's, it's a long day at school. Um, you get home, you just want to unwind or relax a bit before you do your homework or supper, or maybe you've even got a part-time job that you go to after school. But what is your go-to thing when you want to unwind? What is your go-to source of entertainment? Fortnite? How many of you uh, like movies in particular? That's like your choice source of media if you're going to participate in something. How many of you like watching series or shows? Couple people? How many of you are just like straight YouTube and nothing else? Yeah, my wife, yeah. I think I'm on the YouTube boat. Podcasts. How many of you just like to put on a podcast and just kind of veg out? Yeah, a lot of people. Well, there's, there's many ways that we can just kind of relax after a long day, something to really just, just get our mind, to distract us of, of all of the things that are going on in life. And that's really what a lot of these things are. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing as long as the content is wholesome. Uh, here's a couple crazy YouTube stats for you. There are 400 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute. There are 400 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute. Please keep your comments to the end, all right? So that's 576,000 hours of content uploaded to YouTube per day. Isn't that crazy? That's like an endless amount. Like you would never, ever, 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 ever be able to, if YouTube shut down today and you live till you were 100, you would never be able to watch everything in your lifetime. And there's over 90 million podcasts on Apple alone. But I want to preach to you from this subject tonight, heart attack. Everybody say heart attack. Proverbs chapter 40, verses 20 to 27, it says this. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Everybody say, say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight. Everybody say sight. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Everybody say talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Everybody say speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked, but keep your feet from following evil. The middle of this, if you will, the, the core of what we're going to talk about is plainly that we must make sure that we are guarding our heart above anything else that we do because what we allow to get into our heart, what we allow to get into our being, it will determine the course of our life. It will affect how we live. What we allow to come in is what is going to flow out. My uncle was youth pastor like 20 years ago, and he did this sermon called Garbage In, Garbage Out. How many of you have eaten fast food before and you ate way too much, you just felt terrible after? And you knew it was a mistake from the start, but you still did it for that satisfaction of the moment, and you regret it later. Well, you probably don't have that same feeling if you're eating fruits and vegetables all the time. The reality is what we intake is going to affect how we feel and what comes from us. And so we need to make sure that we are putting walls around our heart. Look at your neighbor. Say, put walls around your heart. Because if you didn't catch it in that verse, it says, say, listen, don't lose sight because it's going to bring life and healing. 
Avoid perverse talk, corrupt speech, look straight ahead, fix your eyes. There is this emphasis and focus on two of our senses. That is our sight and our hearing. Everybody say sight and hearing. I'll get you to stop repeating me at some point. But here's the point. What we hear will affect what we say. And what we see will affect what we do. Now, I am not so radical to think that just because you hear swear words means you're going to end up swearing. But I do think that it influences how you think about speech and how you say what you say. It may even just influence the, the temperament with which you begin to say things because it's rare that people would swear and say it in a nice way. It's usually with aggression or passion. It's not a good thing. What we hear is going to affect what we say, and what we see will affect what we do. I'm also not in the boat necessarily that if you play uh, violent video games like Call of Duty that you're going to go around and, and shoot people. I know that was a big thing maybe 15 or 20 years ago. I'm just not quite there. It does happen, and I'm not belittling that. But there is most definitely effect of seeing that thing portrayed in front of you rather than just not seeing or witnessing it at all. So when we think about heart attack in, in the physical... Here's what it means. Imagine your heart. It's like a pump, and it just pushes blood all around your body, brings in oxygen, it brings in nutrients to your organs, to your muscles, and sometimes there can be a problem with the blood flow to the heart itself. And so this happens when something called plaque, it begins to build up in the arteries, and it can carry blood, in the, and, and that carries blood to your heart. And so plaque is made up of things like fat and cholesterol. Again, all that junky fast food that we eat and other stuff. And what it does is it, I'm, I'm putting this in like the simplest terms so we can all understand it, but, but that stuff begins to stick to the walls of our arteries over time. And so what happens is when too much plaque begins to build up, it can narrow the arteries and it can make it hard for blood to flow through. And so if a piece of plaque breaks off, it can form a clot that blocks the flow of blood to the heart altogether. And so, when the heart doesn't get enough blood, it can't get the oxygen and nutrients that it needs to work properly. And so this can cause, initially, what may feel like just some mild chest pain or discomfort, something that, that the person is not accustomed to. It's an ailment that they're not used to. But that's what we call a heart attack. Uh, sometimes heart attacks can happen very suddenly, and other times there are at least preliminary warning signs like chest pain or shortness of breath or feeling dizzy that can tell us somebody's having a heart attack. But basically, it goes like this. A heart attack happens when there's a blockage in the blood vessels that supply blood to the heart, usually because of plaque buildup. And so it's really important to take care of your heart. Everybody say, your heart. And we can do that in the physical, in our physical bodies, in the natural, by eating healthy, exercising, and avoiding things like smoking that can damage our blood vessels and increase the risk of having a heart attack. But what's interesting to note is that although there may be preliminary warning signs that somebody could or is having a heart attack physically, beneath the surface, we can't really see what's going on with the heart. All of the junk, all of the cholesterol, all of the bad things that begin to build up on the arteries, they're not visible to the human eye. And so often it can be that people have a heart attack and they looked completely healthy, but there was something on the inside. There was something small that over time as it flowed into and towards the heart, it began to build up and it caused problems in the long run. 
And so that's how the heart works in the physical. That's how the heart works in the spirit, in the physical, in our body. But in the spiritual, our heart, spiritually, so to speak, if you will, gets affected by the intake. It gets affected by what we entertain ourselves with. It gets entertained by what we watch, and it gets entertained by what we listen to. And so we cannot as Christians, expect to entertain ourselves with what the world does and not expect to have problems begin to build up on the inside of us. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17 in the New Living, it says, Don't love this world or the things that it offers. For when you love the world, you don't have the love of the Father in you. For the world only offers a craving for physical pleasure. It's a craving for everything that we see, and it's a pride in our achievement and possessions. And these are not from the Father but they are from this world. And the world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone that does what God pleases will live forever. This verse is where we talk about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. These things impact us spiritually, whether we sense it or recognize it or not. Just as physical arteries clog, when we have something that we are watching, when we have something that we are listening to spiritually, it's clogging our spiritual arteries. We may not even feel it until it becomes too late, but it is doing something to us. We can't really, it's, it's intangible. You can't necessarily watch a bad movie or, or entertain yourself with something that is not necessarily sinful but may just not be pleasing in the eyes of God and feel good about it. Although the Spirit will bring conviction at certain times if we allow it and if we are open to it, but I also believe that we can become numb and not realizing that we are partaking in things that grieve the Spirit. In similar fashion, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, don't copy the behaviors or the customs, everybody say the customs, of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. What we watch and what we hear tries to change the way that we think, but the Bible tells us that we need to let God transform us and let him form our way of thinking. It says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's the New Living Translation. The King James Version, it says, be not conformed to this world. Everybody say conformed. Now, the the term conformed, it literally means to be molded or stamped according to a pattern. It literally means in some translations, if you read uh, different ones, it'll say, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. The contours of this world's mold flow along the lines of, for uh, money and materialism, popularity and acceptance, influence, control, pleasures, and desires. The world is absolutely trying to squeeze everybody into a mold. How many of you can attest to the fact that you can see that happening in the world around us? There's no room for individuality. They are trying to show us and teach us how to think, how to act, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. But we are warned in the book of Romans that we don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. We do not let the world put us into a mold and tell us this is how we should be. God says, no, I am here to transform your way of thinking. James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? He said, I'll say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Think about the things of heaven and not of the earth. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 to 19, it says, But the words you speak, everybody say speak, they come from the heart. And that is what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. All of those things come from the heart. And so, if we do not want those things to come from the heart, if it really is, if we put good things in, then good things will come out. Or if we put bad things in, bad things will come out physically. In the spirit, it's the same way. When we entertain, when we allow negative things, when we allow worldly things, sinful things, things that we know we should not be participating in to come into our life, those things in some way, shape, or form at some point in your life will come out. Out of our heart is going to come those things, the things that defile us, evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality. You can go down the line. To put it simply, we could say it like this. You can really only say what you've heard. And what I mean by that is you can't say words that you don't know. And you can only do what you have seen done. I was looking up like the world's craziest, most wonkiest sports. And it's, it's really strange, some of the things that people do. I think there was one in the UK called cheese rolling. And um, I'm just going to let your imagination go with that. I'm not even going to tell you any more about it. But if I said, hey, listen, after service tonight, I've got this great sport that we're all going to try out. Even if you don't think you're athletic, even if you don't like sports, uh, you're going to like this one. It's called cheese rolling. I'm not going to give you instructions. I'm just going to give you this cheese, and you figure it out. You would say I'm crazy. You would say I'm weird. I would agree. I think it's a very weird sport. And please don't Google it now. Please Google it after service. But you couldn't participate in something that you had not seen or ha at least had it explained to you prior. What we see is what we will end up doing. We can't do what we haven't seen, and we can't say what we haven't heard. What we allow into our system is ultimately what will come out. And so, music, I'll ask you to come back. I'm only going to be a couple more minutes. The interesting thing that I find about the world that we are a part of today is that most of what is evil, there are many things that are very forward. They're at the forefront of society, and they push these things upon us. But ultimately, we can become numb, and we can become rocked to sleep about sin when sin is just subtly promoted among us. After a while, if you've been watching a series and maybe there's some, there's some negative things or sinful things in whatever you're watching, it's actually very easy to become numb to that. It's like going outside when it's too cold and all of a sudden it's like, wow, I can't feel my fingers. How did that happen? It's a weird feeling, but now you can't even feel the touch of what you used to be able to feel before. It's a scary thing. I can remember one time uh, when Elena and I first got married, we were watching this series. Um, I think it was on Netflix at the time, and I won't name the series. But I can tell you that at first, and, and maybe you've realized this if you like watching series, it starts out like fairly clean. It's gentle, not a lot of swearing, maybe none, nothing inappropriate at first. And so we, we enjoyed watching these shows together. It was something that we could do together. And we watched to get through season one, you know, in like two days. 
Just kidding. Just binge watched it, called in sick to work, and nothing else mattered except for this series. Just kidding. But as we began to watch, we get further down the road and more episodes and more episodes. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, this show that was about subject A now seems to be entirely based on sex. What happened? And the way that the world works around us is that it just subtly places things in. It's not all in our face. Of course, there are certain things that are against the Word of God that are absolutely in our face. They're flamboyant. They push against the church all the time. But the truth is, when it comes to sin and when it comes to entertainment and things that we can participate in that don't please the Lord, it's subtle. Everybody say subtle. The devil is not running around screaming, throughout the world that you should have sex before marriage, that pornography is okay, that hooking up is fine, and smoking and drinking and and drugs is all, it's all good. You can watch what you want. You can do what you want. You can drink what you want. Go where you want. Be whatever gender you want. That's not the message that the world necessarily portrays. No. The truth is that we become rocked to sleep by the subtle promotion of sin. And this happens by what we watch and what we hear. There is really no greater influence in our lives than what we watch and what we hear. And these things attack our spiritual heart. And when evil things get in, when wicked things get in, when things get into our life that are just not pleasing to the Lord, those things will begin to flow out of us. You will find that all of a sudden your language may begin to change. Or maybe the tone with which you speak. There's many ways that it can affect the output, but it absolutely will. If you allow garbage in, garbage will come out. Would you stand with me tonight? I know this has been quick and and quite simple tonight. But Proverbs chapter 4, as we read, we must make sure that we guard our hearts above all else, for it determines the course of our lives. We need to make sure at all costs, and maybe I've said this example before, but we need to make sure at all costs that we are not allowing the world and media and outside influence to affect our heart. It will change our heart. It will make our heart cold. Maybe it'll make our heart callous to the things of God. We don't feel God the same way that we used to because we're so indulged with something else. There's something else that is in our heart. I probably use this example, but um, when I was away many years ago uh, at at the, the Pentecostals of Alexandria, doing a course, Brother Megan, he always used to say, if you ever had any questions about what you were going to watch or what you were going to listen to, although at that time podcasts weren't really popular, he said, if you're wondering, if you want to make sure that you're on the right track, when you sit down to watch that show, to turn on that YouTube video, to scroll through social media, whatever it is, he just said, Jesus, would you like some popcorn? Would you sit down and watch that with Jesus? Would you give Jesus one of your AirPods to listen to what you're listening to, or would you really be ashamed Would you feel the conviction if he was there with you watching and listening to what you are allowing to speak into your life? Don't allow the world to speak into your life and project their ideologies that are contrary to the word of God because it is an attack on our heart and it builds up slowly just like the the cholesterol and all those things that enter into the arteries. It builds up slowly and all of a sudden it impacts us at a moment that we may not expect. Everybody say heart attack. Heart attack. Would you join together with me with somebody that's in this room tonight, somebody beside you? And can we just pray and ask the Lord to search our heart? That if there is anything that wicked that is within us, if there's anything that we need to be 
convicted of or anything that we need to just evaluate in our life. Can we do that together? Jesus, I love you. I feel your spirit in this room tonight. Lord, I thank you for the deep things of your word that we hear. But Lord, I thank you for the simple things of your word as well. And Lord, we are given this instruction through the Bible to make sure that we are guarding our heart, to make sure that we are checking what is flowing in, to make sure that we know what will flow out. Lord, the world is, is pressing and it is pushing against us on every side. God, it is trying to influence us through what we see and through what we hear. It's so prevalent in the world around us. But Lord, I pray for myself. I pray for every young person that is in this room tonight that we would just evaluate and make sure that we are not indulging and entertaining with worldly things that are impacting our heart. God, we don't want our hearts to be cold and callous towards you, but God, we want to have hearts that desire to serve you, Lord. We want to have hearts that hunger and thirst to see your kingdom fulfilled in our lives. God, we want to be sensitive to your spirit. We don't want to be rocked to sleep and numb by the world around us with all of its ideas and all of the things that it tries to tell us are good when we know that the Bible tells us the truth. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. And Lord, I invite your conviction into my life tonight. Evaluate my life. Search me, God. If there's anything in me that's not right, Lord, I pray that you would convict me of it tonight. Lord, I pray that we would check our heart on a daily basis and make sure that we do not entertain ourselves with the things of this world, but that we would fill our heart with your word, with prayer, and seeking your face. Lord, I pray tonight for every person that's in this room that as we close this service, God, that you would give us opportunity to connect and reach out to somebody that is hungry and hurting for you. Lord, we heard so many testimonies a few weekends ago about people seeing dreams and having visions night after night after night. Lord, we believe and know that you are drawing, you are literally calling people to an experience and a relationship with you. So Lord, lead us to those people. Give us a holy boldness and confidence to talk to them about you, to reach out to share the good news of the gospel, and to share the love of God with them. We thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for every person in this room. I pray that you would bless them, and I pray that you would bless them financially as they sow into this need that was brought before us tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here tonight. High five your neighbor and tell him you love him. We'll see you this weekend for prayer and our Sunday services in Jesus' name.